Howdy guys, this is Alec Langle from the Ope That Makes Sense podcast here to talk to you about our lead sponsor, Muddy Bites. Muddy Bites is essentially the bottom of a champ cone. You know, you got your cone with some chocolate filled in it. And this comes in three different flavors. We got your milk chocolate, your dark chocolate, and your white chocolate. You can find them in your local Fairway or High V. Even the Bombgars, as I said last week. So when you go to Bombgars, you need your Dewalt tool. You can always just go in there and get that as well. So go ahead, hit them up, or go to MuddyBites.org, talk to Brock Nohava, whatever you need to do. Muddy Bites, that's our lead sponsor. Great snack. Hey guys, this is Al Glangle, and welcome into the Hope That Makes Sense podcast alongside my co-host, my roommate, the guy in the cowboy hat tonight, Eli Ellenzone. E, how are we doing? Al, I gotta tell you what, I haven't been much better ever in my entire life. We're really? Doing pretty well, I can't, I can't really complain to be totally honest with you. Well, and please do be completely honest with me. You want me to be totally honest with you? I can't complain. Well, that's that's all I need to hear, to be honest with you. Um, why don't you start us off, as you always do, with some housekeeping and keep this house as well as you can make it. Housekeeping. For housekeeping, let's mention, hey, we have finalized the design for our merch. Uh, it's not yet released, but we have finalized the design. Maybe tonight we'll release it on the Instagram page. Yeah. A couple pieces of our released merch designs um we're still kind of trying to figure out a color combo we want to go after and kind of decide how we want to put that on a store and how we want to design everything but as far as the logos go we have that done so if you guys have any comments or questions on color samples or color combos that you think we should use we can go we can totally use those yeah i mean i think we've kind of got a bit of an idea in our head but it's definitely not finalized but the logos are yep so housekeeping other than that, listens were down last week. So how about you tell your friends and family, let's get that back up to where it should be, you know. I I'm not sure why it's down. That was a quality episode, didn't you, Al? Yeah, it was it was a little cold last week, so maybe people are just a little down and about about the weather. Yeah, yeah. And we know it doesn't fit in all your schedules to listen to this all the time, but uh, if you got a chance, listen to it, like I said. Mention friends, family, listen to that some bitch, because it's a good one, as they all are. Yes. You know? And as Alec mentioned, I do have the cowboy hat on and boots actually tonight, so I'm kind of feeling myself. So if I get a little risque, you know, don't uh, take it too personally. No. Oh. But uh, as far as housekeeping, I think that about covers it, really. All right, and uh, I think it's about time we announce our guest, and I am going to swing this to Eli Ellenzone as. He is the boss of this guy, and he knows him far better than I do, although I've gotten to know him pretty well recently, and he's quite the card player, if I do say so myself. So, Eli, why don't, why don't you do it for once here? Let's hear it. Yeah, so as our guests know, I'm not I'm not the introduction guy, but I will take a stab at this one. And, uh, Alec? Yeah. Here is a guy. Here, Here's a guy that uh, works with me, for me, really, you know. And I don't like to say that. Works with me. Um, red hair. Red hair as, long, as much as the day is long. Uh, he's been a big favorite for all the listeners, really. They like to hear this guy come on. It seems like they like to hear us more than me and Alec, which I don't blame them because they hear a lot of us. You know, we do spew quite a bit of bullshit. And I can 
just not to interrupt, but I can attribute red hair, and Eli has just taken a knife and cut off some of his red hair. <laughs> so it is it is red. Trimmed up the beard just a little bit. It was getting a little bit out there, so I trimmed it up. It's looking a little ranchy. Here's a guy that works with me at Transova Genetics. He taught us an awesome game of Pinochle, and we lost to him just earlier today, but after this podcast, we'll probably go out and try to take one from him, yes. I think. Um... But yeah, guy, great worker, good friend. Uh, pretty sad I wasn't invited to his wedding, which is sad. But we also do have his wife here at the at the podcast, so you might hear from her just a little bit too. But anyways, enough with an introduction. None other than Matt's, the owner, the owner and speaker of Matt's Million Dollar Question. Matt, comma, Vettelson, comma, Matt. Here you go, Matt. What do you got for us, buddy? Howdy, boys. How, How are you doing? doing? Oh, We're how doing, are you? Oh, how are you doing? I'm doing great. I just won a game of pinochle here. I'm kind of riding high on my horse, so. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. Don't get too used to that. We're just learning. Yeah. We're learning. This True. is the third game we played, maybe, so I, I do imagine we'll probably take two away from you, and you won't be too good when you be leaving this place. But. It's all in the cards. It is, and that's just it. We just weren't dealt real great cards. No, we weren't. We weren't. Pinoch is a good game. We also played Sausage Fingers, brought to you by my father, taught me today. Good game. Took everyone's money doing that. Did you that. just learn that today? Just today. Oh, wow. And I taught you just today. And I took all your money playing that game. You sure did. <laughs> he also taught me Cribbage today. Cribbage. Yes, we played both Cribbage. Cribbage is a good game. You might you might think it involves a baby's crib, and it doesn't at all. Not even Not close. Not even close. You know where Walmart is? Yeah. Not even close. Oh, yep. Okay. Oh, oh, I, I forgot to mention on housekeeping. Uh, the Hope That Makes Sense podcast uh, mascot, Wrangler the dog, did have puppies. Six of them. Three boys, three girls, three different color patterns. Uh, Australian Shepherd mixed with a pit bull. So if anyone out there is interested, we do have puppies for sale. Designer breed. Designer breed, they say. Aussie pits. They're pretty hot right now, and we've got six of them. And they're pretty cute. Should and be ready in, what, say, six weeks? Six weeks. And here's the deal. Those are some hardy motherfuckers. Because they were, they were born right in the fucking start of that cold snap we had. Yep. I mean, I think that first night after they were born, they got down to, like, 12 below. Mm-hmm. They, but lived, they lived through that. Now they're just lovely. We, and not to say we didn't do it. We got we got a little heat bed below them. We got a heat lamp above them. It's freaking climate, climate control. It's oh. basically like they're on vacay in Hawaii right They now. are. And then they saw this real-time 60-degree weather today, and they were loving life. They were. I mean, this next week's going to be good for them. They'll start opening their eyes. Yeah, they're they're cute little suckers. That's they coming. really are. They are cute suckers. And Wranglers, the best of mothers. They're in good hands. If you want them, it's a good, hearty dog, energetic. Could even be a cattle dog for you if you want. I think we're going to try to get one to Matt and Ashley's home before this thing, thing's all over with. Matt's fighting me on it. Ashley really wants one, so we'll see what happens there. But the woman I've woman. got big hopes, really. I do. She's trying to work me over. It's tough. It's coming. I think once we go see him tonight, a little later, Matt's really going to fall in love and be like, okay, we'll take one home right now. <laughs> Maybe two. <laughs> but, Maybe two. But please, please let them be on the mother for a little bit longer. I know you'll want to take one in the worst way right now. Yeah, man. they deserve a little more time with their mother. A little mama. They, do. they haven't even seen their mother yet. Their eyes are still closed. Well, I think Bean, Bean off of Kronos was on his mother's 
breast milk for about four years. So forty eight months, yeah. Forty eight months. And then Chris Rock, that's four. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh Matt, anyways, what do you gotta drink right now? What's Matt drinking? We we haven't really got to that. We always ask our guests. Doesn't have the best of names, but it's got the best taste. It's called the whiskey squirt. Whiskey squirt. With yep. which whiskey particularly? Oh, only crown. That's the only way you can go with whiskey. Regular crown? Regular crown. Okay. You can mix it up a little bit, throw a little bit of Sprite in it, and Apple Crown. Which okay. is a totally different drink, really. It, it really is. What are you sipping on now? I got myself a Bud Light, but I will quickly be switching once this is done with my ge- generic Captain Coke that I do love so dearly. Captain Dr. Pepper. Well, that's right. We have Dr. Pepper available, which... To me, honestly, I kind of like it a little better than the old Koski. Really? You boys just introduced me to Captain and OJ here over this last weekend. That was uh, that was That's quite a ride. It sure was. <laughs> That's a ride. Captain OJ's never done me wrong, really. OJ makes a thing with will take you to places you've never been before. To me, it took me to pissing in the middle of my buddy's home. <laughs> you heard that story already. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, the deal about OJ is it just does cover up the taste. It does. Like nothing else. It's yeah. got that tanginess to it that all your taste is the orange juice and the next thing you know, you are passed out somewhere. Yeah, on the floor. Most likely. So, I'm sure as you've heard by now, Matt's got just a bit of an accent. You might have picked it up in his Matt's Million Dollar Question earlier, but now we're getting a little larger sample size of his speaking. He is from up north there, just about up in Canada. Hey. So, what, what's, what's the big? have you seen, if you've seen, since uh, how many months you've been here? Six, seven? Six, I believe. Six months you've seen here. Is there big differences or pretty similar? I'd say it's, it's a little bit different and a little bit of the same. I'd say for, you know, the small town, the small town vibes, yeah, it's it's about the same. You you got just all these hometown boys that just like to drink, work hard, and, <laughs> and have fun, you know. But uh, I'd say just on the agricultural side, you guys got a lot more open land to put in feedlots. You got a lot more open land to throw in corn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. so, like, up that way, definitely down here, the major crops, pretty much the only crops are corn and soybeans. Is it the same up that way, or do you guys get a little bit better? I'd say southern place? Minnesota's got more corn, but up north we probably got a little bit more wheat than you guys got. And maybe some sugar beets mixed in? Or yeah, no? if you get into the valley, kind of on the uh, west side. Um, north. You got sugar beets. Sugar beets, yeah. And and I if, get, if you get into the valley, it's a sin if you don't do sugar beets. I've never seen a sugar beet. You know, I, I, I haven't seen much of it, because I know all my uh, college buddies, they like to do the beet harvest. To pay off their tuition in the uh, in the fall and stuff, but yeah. So Brian, now our friends with that goes up to school in uh, Fort Fargo, North Dakota. They do a lot of sugar beets up there too, don't they? Yeah, he did a big sugar. He was on. Beer. He was on. Yeah, he was running the harvest crew. Yep, I couldn't do it though. That's dress. just too much from going to eight hours of school to eight eight to eight at night to work there. That's just too much for me. Yeah, and Matt. Before we get any further, I just got to ask you one question. So you guys, the land of 10,000 lakes, why in the hell are there only 1,000 fish total dispersed throughout those 10,000 lakes? See, I God, they're in a fish See, that land. must be something they tell Iowans so they don't get up there and fish us all out. Oh. Not that you guys would, but... Oh, <laughs> couple stabs at us here. Yeah. I, I've, I've seen Eli fish. He's taken me out fishing a couple times and... 
it's kind of kind of light work that Eli does there. What's that supposed to mean? Not a lot of fish to bring home. <laughs> well, how about we tell you guys all? As a matter of fact, I've outfished Matt every single fucking time I've ever brought him anywhere. <laughs> This guy's used to having a spear, and we don't really do that a whole lot down here. So let it be the truth that, and he can admit, if he wants to be truthful on this podcast, that I have outfished him every single time. You know what? I'll have to come clean. <laughs> yep, he's right. <laughs> but anyways, I we don't go up to Minnesota to fish a lot. If we're fishing open water, it's usually here in Iowa. But if we go ice fishing, most everyone goes to either South Dakota or North Dakota. There's a little bit of... Minnesota action maybe here and there. We've taken a couple trips. You know, our guys, our buddies, we always do a fishing trip up somewhere. It's always different. And it used to be the summers when you're in high school because we didn't get as much time off. So then we went up to kind of Minnesota a couple mm-hmm. times, kind of Minnesota-North Dakota line. A couple times we did that. But other than that, I haven't done a whole lot of fishing in Minnesota, really. Well, and the good thing about our trips is although there's no fish in Minnesota, there is beer. There is beer in Minnesota. And that, that, that can kind of cover for our lack of fish. Although I will say, I think the summer after senior year, we caught quite a bit of bluegill up there. Yeah, we caught them spawning. What was it? Yeah. Big Stone Lake. Yes. That, that was, was a border water, or that might have only been Minnesota. We were in that Red River deal that one time where mm-hmm. we didn't catch many fish, but that was a border between Minnesota and North Dakota. Red River of the North? I don't fucking know. There's Red River, right? Yeah. That borders. Mm-hmm. So we went up there and we fished a little bit. We caught not very many, but we had a good time. I don't know if we were drinking that. Were you going for cats or were you yeah. going for... See, I'm not a big cat fisherman. I like my northern because they give you a good fight. Yeah. As far as cat fishing goes with us, like we do most of our cat fishing out on the river on the Big Sioux that borders Iowa and South Dakota. And we do some fishing over there, and pretty much the gist of that is you set up six, eight rods, bury them in the sand, and put light sticks on them, start a fire, grill some shit to eat, drink a lot of beer, and if you catch a fish, that's a plus. If you don't, not a big fucking deal, really. As far as catfishing goes, it's pretty boring, but if you have some beers and some food and a Mm -hmm. fire, it gets a hell of a lot better in a hurry. And you might just hook into down there... That beach, we fish. I know there's been at least one 80-pound catfish caught off that beach. So, I mean, it's it's always there. If you look into, like, a 30-pound catfish, it's a good time. Yeah. That's a good time. We don't catch many of those. I think we caught, like, one 15-pounder once, and that's about it. But, like I said, you catch a few fish just to keep it alive, and then, you know, you hunt for frogs every once in a while to use as bait, or you drink and cook. Mm-hmm. And that's really about the gist of it. And great view of the sky there. We always do a lot of sky watching. You can see lights always. We always get all paranoid about the lights and shit we see. But that's a good time out there. There is something about going to somewhere and kind of just, you're not, but at the same time you're halfway living off the land. And that's, to me, that's just the us as humans most natural state where you just kind of get in peace with nature, get peace with your in peace with your surroundings. And it's just kind of, kind of something special there. I yeah, feel, I feel the same way about ice or uh, about northern spearing. You got just a little tiny shack that's half the size of the room that we're in right now, and you just get out there. You you chip out your hole that froze over from the night before, and you get in there and you got just your little TV screen. You cut cut into the um into the lake and you just sit out there. No one bothers you because you're in that little house alone. And heck, if you fish comes in, you spear it. That's just all the better, you know. Yeah. 
So, like, me and Alec and Chris went sight fishing yesterday. Yeah. Well, not, I mean, fishing. Ice fishing. Well, ice fishing. But we caught, where we cut really big holes in the ice. So, they're two feet by three feet. Three or four, depending on how big we made it. Depending on how Mm -hmm. risky we wanted to be, because those are great ice. But, like, sight fishing just is a whole other thing. Like, instead of looking at a screen, you're just watching, and you see them swimming and shit like that. And we're fishing for bluegill, and that's just an awesome deal. So, like, all of a sudden, you see a 30-inch pike swimming in the water, like, that would be it's awesome. It's cool. It, it, it's really a rush. And, you know, you um, you can't, sometimes if you're fishing in deep enough water, and it, maybe it's a little murky, you can't, can't always see where your spear ends up. But sometimes you'll, you'll throw down that spear, and it'll hit the ground. And you don't know whether you got it or not because all the all the muck and dirt's coming up from the bottom, and you just pull up that spear a little bit and you see that spear flop back and you know you got it. And that's just yeah. that, that rush just is awesome. We'll have to go up there and try that. Sometime. Oh, definitely. Like when we were talking, we went to that Devil's Lake trip and we caught two hundred and fifty perch in four hours. Yeah. If we could have been sight fishing that or even just like a camera or something, sometimes you want. We would maybe five hundred. <laughs> well, that or like we had eight guys within. I don't know. We were a little spread apart because we had one shack of three and one Probably shack of eight. 40 feet, maybe? Forty Within 40 feet of each other, for right. sure. Yep. 20 feet, probably. So we'll talk like 40, 50 square feet, yep. probably, we were in. And we caught 250 fish in four hours. Like, to see what that looked like down there would have been incredible. Yeah. So yep. we were only fishing off flashers then, but... That would have been something to see down there. There's Looking nothing there. quite like every time you drop it and you just keep it, keep looking, keep <laughs> yeah. looking. Those perch are aggressive too. They they take it pretty hard. That that day they weren't really actually. They were pretty slow. They were really? finicky. Yeah. So like you had to. The key was you drop it to the bottom, lift it up maybe two inches, mm-hmm. and then dead stick it. Any jigging, they're gone. Really? So, yep, you you drop like a flutter spoon or a buckshot minnow or a forage minnow down, let it hit the bottom, pull it up two inches. If they don't hit it in the next 10 seconds, you drop it down to the bottom again, pull up two inches, and leave it sit. And they were hitting it, but like it was barely. It was, I mean, it was these. They're mouthing it most of the time. Most, a lot of guys caught them just off the flasher. Not many guys were like really feeling bites, especially on the big ones. Hmm. On the smaller ones, they'd be a little more aggressive. But I think we might have been there a little late in the year. Early ice and late ice is really when you want to slam them. Yeah. Now we were having troubles yesterday with the bluegill. Yeah. They wanted nothing. To, I we got one bluegill hit. One. We're kind of starting to question the integrity of how many fish are actually in the pond, to be wrong. We are. And the problem we're seeing is there's not many small fish. No. They're all big fish. You don't see any small fish. Mm -hmm. So why aren't they breeding? What's not growing? It's it's a bit of a worry, but at the same time, it's that time of year where they're not going crazy. And we're like, oh, well, it's a warm day. They should be warming up. Well, it's been one warm day with ice over the pond. It probably hadn't warmed up enough. You know, you, you leave, you get home, you start really thinking about it, and it's like, maybe it's just not the time. They're a little slow mm-hmm. right now. We caught a lot of bass. The bass were aggressive. Yeah. Most of the times when we saw one, we caught one. But, you know, that's just kind of how it goes. Mm-hmm. Chris went down to Deer Creek today. I don't know how it went for him. Probably all right. I don't know. <coughs> but, yeah. So, that's ice fishing. I think that's good, well uncovered. <laughs> yeah. About, we're about out of that time of year. Yeah, we're supposed to get a couple of 60 degree days here and everything. Houses are off too, I think, this weekend or maybe next. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's got to be a lot over. Yeah. 
Well, we're about 20 minutes in. I think that leaves us in the Matt's million dollar question. You want me to like leave the room? Yeah, how about <laughs> Matt leaves the room, comes back in. Maybe we call him. You know, here he left, here he comes back. All right, Matt's got a question. As always, he might just check his notes. You know, I might have to go into my notes here. <laughs> All right. Well, before you go, Matt, what is Matt's million dollar question sponsored by you? I forgot all about that. Who has sponsored this deal? Pineview Angus. And last million dollar question, as always, sponsored by Pineview Angus. And once again, their bull sale was now a couple weeks ago. But uh, here we go with Matt's million dollar question, sponsored by Pineview Angus, and specifically Justin Wessel. Um, Justin Wessel and the Wessel family, great family. Uh, I've had the pleasure of being down to their place a couple times to see kind of what goes on down there. And nothing but great hospitality and nothing but uh, a lot of booze when you're down there. It's always, the beers flow freely down in that neck of the woods. Great family, better cattle, but probably better family. You know <laughs> how that goes. Yep. Anyways, they're both great. Cattle, family, everything. Pineview Angus. Give them a look. If you're ever in the mood for buying, talk to them. Uh, shout out Justin Wessel. Go All ahead. All right, man. All right. Well, yeah. Well, I got a two-parter here. If you could assume the role of any TV show or movie character, which one would it be? Now, here's the two-parter. One, you're going to be the actor, and you're just going to play as that character in the TV show, just like in regular life. And then on the other hand, you got to answer. It could be different, could be the same. Of what character you would live. Mm. And like actually be in that setting. So one of them were just acting and how fun it would be to act that. And the other one is if we can actually like live the role in real life with those people. Yep, exactly. Mm. Wow. You guys need time <laughs> to think about it? I got mine. Yeah, let's Ready. hear yours. Alright, so for my the one that I would just love to act, Bubbles from Trailer Park Boys. I just think just some of the wise crack cracks he comes out with and just some of the dumb stuff he's allowed to say, it would just be pure comedy to be playing him. So that would be my choice for that. Now, to live it, except for the very end of the movie, William Wallace Braveheart. You know, I don't really want to be the one that gets disemboweled at the end of the show, <laughs> but it would just be cool to be a fierce warrior and to, you know, take on, take on a whole... Fight for the freedom of the sky. Exactly. Okay. okay. Well, I got one. I got one for acting that came off the top of my head. Will Ferrell, Step Brothers. <laughs> you're fucking around. You're a forty year old man. You can do any stupid shit you want or whatever. That movie would be kind of fun to act out with all the dumb shit they did and the bunk bunk beds. So much room for activities. I think that'd be a lot of fun. That would be. And as far as living it, honestly, I'm kind of thinking. Honestly, any character in Yellowstone would be kind of fun to, to actually live out. It, there'd be a lot of shit going down, but at the same time, just the scenes in Yellowstone are unbelievable. Could you imagine waking up to that every day? The frick, I mean, the sky is unbelievable. The scenery is awesome. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Okay. So acting, I'm going to probably follow Matt's little train of thought there. And Ricky from Trailer Park Boys. That guy just looks like he has a lot of fun. And I don't know if they have it as much fun when they're actually acting it, but I gotta imagine they probably do. Mm -hmm. Living would probably be similar. Like, living that life would also be alright. You know, you got really no cares in the world. Just gotta fucking come up with a little bit amount of money every time you wanna do something crazy. 
But here's one that seems pretty low, and it's not really me, but it might just get some laughs from the people. Is if you could live out the guy in the movie, good luck, Chuck. <laughs> well, Eli, you already have. I am. I'm halfway there. Anyways, low. I would not actually, but just think about it. Like, be entertaining for a little bit. But well, at the same time, he does find the love of his life. Through that does. whole, all that traversing travels, he does find the love of his but life. The, but he does have that one stretch where every girl wants to be with him for a bit. Just, just so that way they can have the good luck from him to find their soulmate. It's sort of sad. Sad, but... Maybe kind of fun. Maybe. Possibly. Yeah. So, that's kind of my input on the type of deal. I think it's, like I said, I think the Trailer Park Boys, it's a good show. Could it you keep up show. with all the Rickyisms? Yes, I could. The I, only, I, I, I don't I smoke weed, so that'd be tough. That's a lot of weed to smoke. But they, they enjoy it. They enjoy oh, it. they definitely do. Al, on that, have you seen the, there's a, Concert coming to Sioux Falls, Snoop Dogg and Cole Wetzel. I have yeah. seen that, that. That's kind of a kind of a weird combination, but I think that's going to attract quite a bit of people. Well, as far as their separate genres, their respective genres, they are the most alike in those two genres. I would say. I agree. Like, Cole Wetzel is the Snoop Dogg of country music. Yeah. Like I want to go just because I think that would be an absolutely insane party. You might get you might get a contact high just from the haze coming <laughs> off the off. That's the just gonna stage. be nuts. Mm-hmm. That will be nuts. I'd like to go just to see it. Yeah, that it's gonna be wild, and I think they'll be surprised at how many people show turn out to that. That place is gonna be a sellout instantly. Oh yeah, and the Snoop Dogg deal. I don't really need to hear that music. I don't, I'm not totally fond of it. But Cole Wetzel's got a lot of songs I like. Mm-hmm. You know, I I like Cole Wetzel. Snoop, he's a little out there. Yeah, what, what do we think about the Super Bowl halftime performance? From Snoop? From all of them in general. Oh. It wasn't my style, but I know there's a lot of people out there that appreciated it, mm-hmm. you know? So like, I'm not going to take that away from anybody, because you're never going to please everybody. Yep. So I think there was a lot of people out there that probably really appreciated it, but as again, it's not my style whatsoever. But I am glad for the people that did get to enjoy it, that did appreciate it, you know? Yeah. To me, like, same as you, not my style. And really, the only part I got really, really excited about was Eminem, to be honest with you. But um, aside from that, I know there's a lot of people like in their 30s, that kind of 30s, 40s, who kind of grew up with that when they were in teenagers and shit and college days, and they really liked it. So, mm-hmm. yeah. The thing about picking someone for one of those concerts is you're only going to really attract a certain group of people or a certain age bracket of people. So you kind of got to just pick and choose and keep mixing it up anyways. Mm-hmm. Ashley just looked it up. 56 bucks. It's all yours. To Coetz on Snoop? Oh my god. 56 bucks ain't much. 56 no. Probably not great seats. That's no, all- these are like nosebleeds, but yeah. like... But just to be there. I mean, that's only like two weeks of work. <laughs> yeah, you're but right. like you could even get like a little bit better seats for more expensive and that's still cheaper than like I really wanted to go to Morgan Wallen but he was so damn expensive I couldn't the tickets I saw for like $700 it's ridiculous I wasn't not just him, off the Facebook market you, you can get decent tickets for him but it's gonna cost you cause I it's a lot. I still might binge grab one real quick and just go to it but you can get it's decent to tickets it. to him for like three three fifty right yeah. now 
You, to get like the nosebleeds, I think it was at least a hundred. Yeah. Oh, it is. It's like it's like one eighty now. Do you think you could get in if you just found like an event staff shirt like off of Amazon, fifteen bucks, <laughs> and just kind of sorry I'm late. You, you might have to have some other credentials, but that is a concert I really I might think. end up going to just because Morgan Wallen's one of my favorite. He probably is my favorite country music artist. Yeah. That's gotta be a good time too. There's a lot of people like Morgan Wallen. Hard, Hardy, I think, opens for him too. I like mm-hmm. Hardy a lot. I do too. Cheapest seats for that right now are one eighty five. Yep. Yeah, I've kind of been scouting about it. Hardy's got a good album out, or he did a while back, where he brought in a bunch of. Uh, People that sing with him. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that album was called. I'm look it up. That was a good album. I don't know. Reba was at the Denny Sanford Center a couple of weeks ago. I was pretty bummed that we didn't go. Love me some good Reba. Not a big concert goer, but the best concert I've been to. Alan Jackson. He didn't. He didn't do any theatrics. He didn't stand up and jump and move and jump all around. But he just sat there, mic, guitar, and just. Rocked it. It was good. It was I'm good. not a concert guy either, really. Yeah. I'm not a big concert guy at all. Yeah. I mean, you got a phone. You got Spotify. Click on Alan Jackson. He plays all his music for hours. That sounds perfect. Yep, exactly. You don't got to deal with all the bullshit. No. To don't me, have to have a beer spilled on you if you're, you know. To me, though, it's a part of just being in the atmosphere, too. Like, you can watch football, football games or basketball games on TV whenever you want to, but... Just the whole atmosphere of everybody just going crazy just for that one thing is worth it to me. That's why I love concerts and stuff, and we've gone through that before. Yeah. But So there was this concert back in the day, and uh, our good buddy Brian O'Hava was trying to schmooze this lady. I, what was it? Um, it started with a K. Callie. No, Callie? Yeah, it was Callie. It was Callie, yep. Callie was her name. Of course, now Brian's married to Lexi, so it doesn't really matter, but Brian was trying to schmooze Callie, and we all went to this concert up in Sioux Falls, and before we got there, Brian told us, okay, you and Alec... Specifically, yes, just just Eli and I. (laughs) There was other parties at the concert, just us. Yep. Were we both single at the time? I don't think so. I think I was, you weren't. I don't think I was. I think Sage was. You were with Sage, yeah. So we anyway. went to this party, or this concert, and he tells me and Alex specifically, a bunch of my other buddies were there. John was there, Caden was there. Yep. He goes, tells me and Alex, be on your best behavior. He's like, you two need to be on your best behavior. You two behavior. are so goofy, I don't want to scare. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't want to scare Callie away, so we had to be on our best behavior. Yeah. Of course, we sit down at Texas Roadhouse before the, par- before the concert. And so me and Alec are like, we're sitting all prim and proper, you know, we got napkins tucked in our fucking shit. <laughs> you know, we're saying all this shit, we're like, oh yes, please dear, could I have some more buns or some shit like that, you know, and we're like, being all weird, and then we'd, we'd be like, best behavior, like, dirty, at the table. And Callie's sitting there like, what the fuck is going on? Like, what are these two goobers acting so weird about? And she finally caught on, but it wasn't a big deal. So anyway, if, if there's any moral to that story, guys, if you have to ha- tell your friends to act a certain way around your woman, she's probably not for you. And turns out she was not the one for Brian. No. So anyways, we get down to Texas Roadhouse and we, we go to this party. <laughs> or this concert. Keep going to the party. You just always go to parties that we, you can quite to sing. So difference. we're going to this concert. And we're all, we're pretty decently close to the front. Yep. Josh Turner. I don't even know if anyone opened for him. 
No, no one did. It was just Josh. Just Josh. So Josh Turner's playing at this concert. And it was a really good concert. He's great. Great in concert. Mm-hmm. Singing sounds just like the radio. He's a great singer. So we're sitting there, and we're all having a good time, you know. We're all young, so we're not drinking or anything. I was. Alec got I slept some off a, back. a woman. So we're all sitting there to lie and watch this fucking concert. Don't, don't fall asleep on us. <laughs> I'm trying not to. And it's going good, and Alec works himself to the back, gets a few beers, meets a lady. And all of a sudden, I'm watching this concert, and I just feel, boom. I'll sit there, boom. Sit there a little longer, boom. And all of a sudden, I'm just sitting here, like, rocking. Like, someone <laughs> is hitting me in the back. I look back, and it's, it's Alec and this lady, and I'm like, oh, my God. And I hate concerts. I didn't want to be there. I was already pissed off about it to be on my best behavior. So I'm sitting there just feeling, boom, boom. Boom, oh my god. And this fucker kid grinding on his chick, hitting me in the back for maybe 45 minutes fucking straight. I had to feel this doof. He didn't think to just move. No. I was like, it was, it was shoulder to shoulder. It was pretty tight. I couldn't move. And that's all I felt the whole fucking time. I already hated concerts, didn't want to be there. Like, this is fucking horrific. All my friends were laughing at me because they're just watching me. You know, my whole body lurch every two seconds. It was fucking horrific experience. All for some chick that is gone and out of the picture. Was, she, was he at least on beat? What? Was he at least on beat with the music? Why are you grinding that hard? That's I think we're... It was aggressive grinding. Like, they might have been making a... At a country baby. music concert as well? Yeah. They yeah. might have been making a baby. Turner specifically. <laughs> uh, if, if I do recall, I think I was on a little bit of a rebound. I was grabbing myself a couple boards and... I, I'll tell you what. When I when I play, I give 100%. You're just filling the stat sheet. Filling the stat sheet, giving 100%. <laughs> and I felt it. I felt it. He, he like could feel the impact of me filling up the stat sheet pretty, pretty well, actually. It was impressive. <laughs> I thought it was a good job, really. I couldn't have been more proud of Alec. <laughs> and less proud of Brian. That was my only way, though, to honestly get booze, because she was actually legal. So uh, that was kind of how I was getting my drinks. Is she just keep grabbing more drinks? I was like, I suppose I will. Don't mind if I do. And then next thing I know, I was drinking. (laughs) I really hope Eli doesn't fall asleep on this here, guys. Yeah, I hope not either. Anyways, you still got a couple games of cards to lose here. You gotta gotta stay awake. (laughs) The deal is, guys, we're playing pinochle. And if we get a double rope, Eli Elmsone will be calling into work, not going to work, and neither will Matthew Bellison leaving. Or Ruben Edema. Oh, if we he, get a double rope, we're calling in the entire feed the team. The entire feed team. The cows will not be fed if we, but Matt, how many games of Pinochle have you played in your life? Approximate. If you had to throw a, how often do you play? Oh, I play, no, oh, maybe a month out of the year. I mean, in total, in total. Which so is what's quite a bit. how many hands? Oh, let's say you play, so a month, so you play 30 days, let's say. How many How many times, would? how many hands would you play out each day? I'd say, what, each game is least, 10, 10, 12. Well, that, that's if it's a I'd long game. I'd say at game. least between 6 to 10. 6, 10 hands, you play, it's a lot of hands. It's a shit ton of hands. Like 180, 200 hands. Yeah. And how my We'll say 500 hands a year. Okay. Sure. 
For how many years do you think you played? I've been playing since I was 15, so eight, eight, ten years, somewhere around there. We're going to call a thousand what kind of hands. What math is that? Oakley math. We're going to call a thousand hands. That's, that's, pretty, that's pretty good. And how many double ropes have you seen? In my hand, two. How many have you seen total? Less than five. So around guys, five, less than five. I'm just calling it right now. We are going to be witnessing history tonight. <laughs> and Eli and I will be performing the history. We might just be. Yeah. The crazy thing about it is we're going to beat them with a double rope just to tie up the series 1-1 here. And then we'll probably get it again in the championship round back-to-back, the which would be crazier. The folks listening don't know. If you get a double rope, you win the game wherever you are. Whether you're at zero, whether you're 149 points one way from winning, you win it. If you got a double rope, you just slap that down on the table and say, done, bitches. Game over, bitches. Over, bitches. And we will be doing that. It's kind of like your blind loner and Luger, the, the loner as we like to call But even more so. Harder to do. Harder to do. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we will be doing that. So we always like to dive deep into college stories, Matt. And Matt went to a little smaller school, maybe not as much wild in parties. He even sported a little shirt today, Minnesota Crooks and Golden Gophers. You got any uh, big time stories from us, Matt, for college wise? You know, not too much. I was I was a little tame, but uh, I can tell one that I just heard recently. I wasn't here for this, but I had a buddy that uh, he likes to he likes to ride high. You know, everything's got to be pristine and perfect. So he had too late, or he had just gotten his permit to carry. You know, and one of the one of the big rules with the permit to carry is you don't you don't drink and play with guns. You know, not not smart. We do that pretty often here at the homestead. <laughs> Most times we do get to drink and we shoot guns. But Most not, of the time, Chris Baynas gets to drink and he wants to just he needs himself a rabbit. We might fire <laughs> some guns yet tonight. Who knows? Sure, but. Not in town. Right? Not in no. town. See, there's the kicker. And we're not promoting firing weaponry while you are intoxicated. Well, I just want to make that clear. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so he's he's getting to the bar. He's getting good and drunk. And he's going out with his two lady friends just being a nice gentleman and bringing them home. And he's got a trailer behind him, someone he doesn't know, coming out of the bar with him and asked, Hey, can I borrow one of your ladies for the night? And he's like, nah, I'm good. Just, I'm, I'm fine, right? Well, the guy keeps on pursuing him. And, you know, instead of doing the smart thing of, you know, just getting in your vehicle and leave, he pulls out that nine and he goes, you just get off of me. Yeah. And I re- Getting drunk. I reckon. Leaving the bar. Pulls out the gun. And I reckon the figure, out. he got the fuck out of there, didn't he? Yeah, I think the guy, he got the <laughs> message there, and he uh, he snuck out a little bit there. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, he ran him off pretty good, I'm sure, at the very least. Yeah. Did what he was trying to do. Mm-hmm. Probably he, not the smartest or best way to do it, but mm-hmm. he did it. Like, you I mean, there's multiple ways to skin a cat. He just chose the little bit more gruesome way. I mean, he also passed, he, this is the same guy that passed out drunk in your dorm, too. Yeah, what was well, he that doing? Well, that happened. What about the ice rocks and whiskey? Ashley, you have to oh. understand, for us in Ames, that kind of happened on a regular basis. True, true. We just well, have, maybe a, we have a cute picture of it. Too. Bi-weekly. Maybe even bi-weekly. Was it your own dorm, at least? 
No, not all the time. <laughs> Actually, most, most of the time, time. nah. <laughs> there, there was this one time, it was early, early freshman year. I think it was the very start of second semester. And I had this one class in animal science where you were allowed to miss one lab. One lab you could miss, the rest you had to get to. Lab once a week. And we started partying the night before. We were playing connections and shit like we used, like we like to do. And so I got on this big kick of I'm going to drink Natty Ice. Which if you don't know, it's Natty Light beer, but double the, the alcohol. Yeah. 8% alcohol. Like your Budweiser instead of a Bud Light. No, because those are pretty similar in alcohol content. Are they? Yeah, very. I thought Budweiser's were pretty heavy. Well, they're heavy, but not no more alcohol. Maybe oh. 0.12% more. But Natty Light is 8% alcohol, I believe. Just double your normal beer. Mm-hmm. But it goes down just as easy as a regular one. So we started playing Connections. I get really fucked up. We might go to a party, but I'm not even sure we did. We might have been in the dorms all night. So I wake up in this chick's dorm in the top bunk. She was down in the futon with some dude, you know, making love or whatever. And I listened to them, their alarms go off for 45 minutes. In this bed, like totally uncomfortable. Was not happy to be there. And all of a sudden they got time to leave for our lab. And so I'm trying to get out of this bed, getting ready to leave for lab. And I'm like, okay, Josie, like you need to give me a bucket. I'm about... Like, this is bad. So she runs, grabs me an ice cream bucket. I puke off the side of the off the side of the dorm bed into this ice cream bucket she's holding up for me to puke into. And I puke into that motherfucker. I do not make it to the lab. She leaves for lab. I'm like, I'm skipping this one. First one of the year, I'm not going to make it. And it's probably on Monday or something like that. And I didn't make it. So then I had to climb out of this dorm bed and head back to my dorm to get ready for my next class of the day, which was probably like noon. I'm like, I gotta get to at least my next one. So I'm walking through the dorms back to my dorm to get ready for my next class, and I get to Lucas's dorm. And I'm like, I'm not make or oh, here's the deal. I was like, I I had I knew I did not have any ibuprofen or Advil, Tylenol, nothing in my room. But Lucas had ibuprofen. So I stopped from Lucas's dorm and I Quick, took four ibuprofen. I'm like, okay, I'm good. Headache will wear off and be good to go to class. I take three steps to go out the door, get out the door, come right back in, grab his fucking waist, his garbage basket, puke all over in that motherfucker. And I'm like, all right, that's good. That's my day. Go back to my room and watch Trailer Park Boys for like three days straight. (laughs) So it was bad news, but... I got a story about passing out in kind of a random spot. So, it was one night in Ames freshman year, and we were drinking pretty heavy, and this is probably 2 in the morning, I decide I want to go to bed. So, I remember going to my room, I get in my pajama pants, I got my flip-flops, and I'm like, I wonder what Eli's doing. So, I start meandering down to Eli's room. I go into what I think's Eli's room, <laughs> apparently climbed up the fucking bunk bed, and start sleeping. I get woke up by a couple dudes like, Hey, dude, why are you in here? I'm like, why are you in here? I'm in my room. It's like, no, this is our room. I'm like, what the fuck? So I hop out of bed. I'm like, where in the hell am I? Throw on my flip-flops. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm in the wrong room. This is like 4 in the morning. 
happens. So I so I walk out and end up making it back to my place. But I was like, holy shit, I was in the completely wrong room, and those guys had every right to beat the living shit out of me. But thank God they didn't. Were you around that night where you hadn't been around? We were we were partying in one hundred five with CJ and Welty. Yep. And we got a call from Abby Dickman, and Abby's like, "There's a dude in my bed. Yes. I don't know who it is." But he's in my bed, and we can't get him to leave. So we all, like... Me, like, you, and like, Brady, oh, I think, we we'll fucking start flying. Like, we're gonna fuck this motherfucker up. <laughs> so we run to Abby's room. We get there, and Fully kid, ready to fucking this fight this kid. Fucking beat the living shit out of this kid. Absolutely piss-hammered. And, like, oh, God, we can't fuck this dude up. He doesn't even know where he's at. He thinks he's in his bed. So we, like, worked for, like, a half hour to get the motherfucker out of the bed. I knew who he was, so I knew where he had to go. Bring him back to his fucking dorm room. Oh, my God. But, yeah, we were ready to fucking knock yes. these lights out. We, we literally sprinted from 105, a different different uh, hall, all the way over to ours and be, go beat be the living fucking shit out of this And we see him, and they're, like, laughing. He's like, where the fuck am I? He's hanging over the fuck he is. And we no. got him back, and he lived. And we, we we were empathetic about it because we've all been there at that point oh, plenty yeah. of time. Oh yeah, I can't say I've ever. Had, the only time I've ever ended up in someone else's dorm room was just coming back from Christmas break. So when you leave for Christmas break, you're supposed to unplug your refrigerators and everything, so you're not using electricity the whole time and everything. So we we did that. Me and my uh, roommate did all that shit to you know like we we're supposed to. So we leave for Christmas break. I come back, me and Brady walk into the room. Brady Livermore's with me to, whatever, for whatever reason he walks into the room. And we're putting all my shit back, because I think he helped me carry my stuff back to the room, my clothes and everything. And we're putting everything away, and for some reason he opens the door on the freezer of our mini fridge in there. We had two of them, but he opens the door. Probably looking for a beer, knowing Brady. Probably, but like I said, the door, the fridges were unplugged, so they're supposed to be empty. And he opens up the freezer and this horrendous smell comes out. I'm like, oh my fucking God. I'm like, shut that right now. So he shuts it and we run out. And we're like, what the fuck was that? Like, why did that smell so bad? So we open the door. We meander back in. I'm like, okay, open it up. We're going to look at it. Then we're shutting it and we're getting the fuck out of here. So he opens it up and we see it's a bag of pizza rolls that was left in there from when we left on Christmas break. There's a bag of pizza rolls in that freezer that sat there frozen and then thawed and then rotted for two months in there. And we're like, oh my God. So I'm like, this reeks. So I grab all the clothes I need, my pillow, my blanket, everything, and we douse the room in Febreze. Mm-hmm. Absolutely douse it. Is that why you hate Febreze now? I'm getting there. Okay, <laughs> so we doused the room in Febreze while we already had everything packed or everything laid back out. So I pack it all up. I go and live with Alec and his roommate for three or four days. <laughs> and I remember you came up. You're like, it's it's fucking terrible. I'm like, it, it can't be that fucking bad. I'm like, really? It's something. So I'm like, take it out of there. It won't be that bad. I walk in there. And I've dealt with a lot of shit. Yeah, they're like looking around. They're like, oh, it ain't that bad. It ain't that bad. I'm in the hallway. I'm like, I'm not yeah. going back in there. I'm Eli, in the hallway four doors Eli down. refuses to even walk anywhere near the vicinity of the door of his room. So I go in there. I fucking open up the door. And I I grew up on a farm. I smelled freaking dead hogs that melted in the sun for forever or whatever. I go in there. I'm like, oh, my God. A smell that I didn't even think was earthly comes out comes out of that fridge, and I sprint the fuck out of there. I'm like, yeah, I don't think I'd ever live in that fucking room again. 
It was horrific. So I texted my roommate. I'm like, hey, you left pizza rolls in the freezer over Christmas break. It reeks. I'm going to live with Alec and his roommate in his dorm for the next few days. Um, like, I'll be back when you get it taken care of. So he threw out the entire fridge. Threw it in the dumpster <laughs> with that shit. Cleaned it all up. And like three, four days later, I'm like, okay, this might be livable again. So I go back to and we start living in that dorm again. A few days later, he moves out. So I have the room to myself, which is really nice. A whole dorm room to myself. But anyways, yes. As Matt mentioned before, is this why you fucking hate Febreze? Yes. Because we douse that fucking room with Febreze. And it smelled like Febreze for three weeks. My pillow, which I love dearly. Those of you who really know me on this podcast will know the affectionate relationship I have with my pillow. It's, it's an obsession and it's uh, not even healthy. Love my pillow. My pillow and my blanket, my bed, everything. It smelled like Febreze for weeks. I fucking hated it. And from then on, I hate Febreze. Absolutely hate it. So, like, in college, they used to, like, fucking mess with me and, like, joke with me. And they'd they'd spray Febreze in my face or on my pillow while I'm, like, taking a nap on the couch. One day, Bird Bird Livermore was there. He he was the one that liked to spray Febreze at me because he loves Febreze. So he sprayed it in my face and sprayed it on my pillow. And I was like, all right, I've had a fucking enough. And I fucking took that Febreze can and threw it across the fucking backyard. He got all pissed off. I was pissed off. I'm like, I'm not dealing with this shit again. So yeah, there's Febreze in our backyard. I fucking hate Febreze. Fucking hate it. I can't say it anymore. And that is the origin of the story. Why? I got a quick little dumb story about food and dumb stuff like that. So my roommate... The one I love dearly and I hate dearly. It's just a love-hate relationship. Just depends on the day. So he he was he got into alcohol a little bit more than I did in college, and he he just liked to try everything. If you if you showed up one day with some random vodka from Italy or something, he'd show up the next day with a big. Can't bottle. get it from Moscow or Russia anymore. Exactly. No. <laughs> yeah. R.I.P. So so the one day um he tried some wine over at his uh, buddy's place, and he really liked that. So, he brought that back to the house, brought a big old bottle, biggest one you could find, and he uh, put it in the freezer, thought that was a good idea. Well, doesn't have quite the alcohol content to, to uh, um, stay liquid. So, the sucker froze in there, and you know, it, it broke the bottle and all this stuff. So, I was the first one back to come and find that, because I went in the freezer for some type of food, and I come out there, and the bottle's broken. I'm a little bit mad and, and upset. So I go, and I'm about to FaceTime Ashley. So I got my phone in my right hand and the broken, the half broken bottle in my left hand. So I was just about to FaceTime Ashley. I was, I was standing like right next to the sink. The bottle just snapped in my hand because it must have got a little warm or something. Hit my phone and knocked it right into a, um, a, a pot of like clam chowder and water. It was not fun. <laughs> so I lost the phone out of the deal. Had to clean the, the freezer of glass oh. and frozen wine. It was just a terrible idea. You want to hear a funny story about alcohol in the freezer? Is uh, So Nicole Kunz, she would have been, what, four years older than us or maybe three? I think it's Nicole Hendrickson now. But uh, she tw- she tweeted on Twitter, and it's fucking hilarious. So she when in, in high school, she didn't want her parents to know she drank. So she would put her vodka in water bottles and then and then she would actually put them in the freezer. And her parents 
were like, what the hell? Why are these water bottles not freezing? So they ended up buying a new fridge and freezer (laughs) because they thought that that it wasn't working. So the whole time she's like, sorry, in the tweet, sorry, mom and dad. Because the whole time it was just her water bottles filled with vodka, which obviously don't freeze. That's good shit right there. Yeah, that's class act. (laughs) We've had that out at the farm before because obviously it's a farm. There's a lot of booze out there. And the kids be like, God, we want some water. So they open the fridge, there's no water. For some fucking god unknown reason, they open the freezer to look for it. And they, like, open it up, and they smell it a little bit. And they're like, <laughs> It's like, yeah, don't fucking drink that. There's a lot of water bottles full of shit. Because, you know, probably mix from how many years I, ago. I used to do that to my old roommate, Cotter Anderson. Shout out all the time. <laughs> Where I would just randomly drink a water bottle and throw vodka in it. And he'd grab it out of the fridge, and the first thing, <laughs> <laughs> It's kind of a great prank to well, that is a good go on your roommates. Because they, they, so a lot of times they need the water. That's why they're grabbing start taking a big old gulp and all of a sudden it's vodka and they just spit it right out. Oh. That's funny. I don't drink a lot of vodka. I don't really like it all. I much. used that to. Would be a good prank. Now I black out every time I grab the damn shit. So. But. My dad pulled a good one on me. He, um, I was, ironically, I was probably in high school still. I was drinking apple juice. This is Ashley Vettelson talking, Matt's lovely wife. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I was um, drinking apple juice, and I was hanging out with my uncle and my dad. I went down to do something downstairs, whatever, and I came back up, and I, I had a cold at the time, of course. You know, stuffy nose, couldn't smell anything. Took a big old sip of my apple juice. It's not apple juice anymore. My dad had put some Pendleton in there, and I think he was quite a funny guy. That's an expensive prank. That is an expensive prank. It is an expensive prank, but he loves me. High quality prank. Yes. But yeah, so that was not a fun time. I was I was at my dad's place today. We were playing cards and eating breakfast and stuff. And he's like, well, here's my liquor cabinet. You want anything out of there? He's like, I hardly drink it. He's got all these bottles of whiskey in there. He doesn't. Like I said, he doesn't drink all that much, but he's got all these high dollar bottles of whiskey. I'm like, where'd you get that fucking Pendleton? He's like, where you might have just bought it? I'm like, that is the only fucking bottle of Pendleton in, in this town. <laughs> and you're not drinking it, it's sitting right in your fucking liquor can. I'm like, how much you want for it? So like, I'm not giving it to you. I'm like, how much do you want for that fucking bottle of Pendleton? I didn't even drink it, but the amount of people that ask me to get, to get it for them, I will but buy that. That could damn near be a $100 bottle. That's a $100 bottle of whiskey right there. Yeah. Normally probably 45 I'm like, right now you fucking charge Just because of very, very little supply. <laughs> like, that's Lamar's. an expensive bottle of whiskey right there. And anyways, he wasn't, wasn't going for it or whatever. He's like, well, try this. He's like, you think that's good? Try this. And he poured it in this whole glass. I'm like, I'm like, that tastes like horse shit. He's like, oh, that, that's great whiskey. He's like, okay, try this one. So he pours this one in the fucking glass for me. He's like, try this one. I'm like, I'm like, that's horrible. But obviously, I I don't mind whiskey, but it's got to be mixed with pop. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't just drink it straight because it's I just, can't. it's not there. And like, the, the first one I had, like, I could tell... That was very smooth and like went down really easy. Like I, it was a good bottle of whiskey, but I just that's not me to like drink that off. Ice. You gotta have some serious hair in your chest to be able to just drink that on the rocks. You gotta be, have some big old swinging balls. That or you're a complete hundred percent alcoholic. <laughs> yeah, but those old men like to kind of drink whiskey. They on do. The rocks. They they start. I mean, once you get your old man's strength, maybe it also helps drinking too. I can't confirm because I'm not that old yet. But Luke, 
McCarty has this cool trick he sent me on a streak snap the other day. Do you see that? Where he'll take a whiskey bottle, like this one, and he'll fill it half full of water, and he'll put it in the freezer like this, so the water goes right here and freezes solid. And then he'll pour his drink in it, so it's always, like, hitting the ice, but the ice isn't, like, totally watering down your drink like a, like an ice cube would. And so, like, it's a solid block of ice and half his cup, and then ha his other half of the cup is drink. Always cold, but doesn't get the watered down sense from the whiskey. That's a fucking engineer, baby. Like, that That's kid is an engineer I've ever seen. Then the fancy press that they have. The globes. Yeah. Yeah, like, you'd have a cup like this, and it'd be just be a big ball of ice would go in there, and, mm -hmm. like, so when you pour it in, it just, like, skirts around and shit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's it's a cheap engineer way out of having to have the globes. Fucking Tom Bunkers, what he does is he fills up water balloons and puts mm -hmm. them in the freezer, and then he just cuts a balloon off and puts a water balloon, frozen water balloon in his drink, so it's... I've seen people do the same thing, but with just a... Uh, uh, a red solo cup, and you just pop it out of the solo cup. But you don't get the globe, of course, or the right. sphere. Everyone wants a, the, the sphere. The sphere. Sorry, not the, not the it's sphere. It's so sophisticated at the sphere. The sphere. Yeah. No, that's, that is about right. Alrighty, now that we got that all good and covered, let's get into the hot tunes of the week. E, take us over here. Let's hear it. Alright, hot tunes of the week brought to you by uh, MS Cattle Company. As we have stated previously, great family, great cattle. Uh, Mick Sitzman. God, I hope he still listens to this motherfucker, but I'm, not, <laughs> I'm honestly not sure if he does. Like I said, I hope he does. Uh, Hot Tunes of the Week, sponsored by MS Cattle. Let's hear it, Alan. All right. Well, I do got one right off the top of my head right away that I've been playing pretty hard this past week. And it's called Stop Coming Over by Chris Lane. Just a, just a good beat, basically talking about how his girlfriend's been coming over for the longest time and she's already got clothes on the floor everywhere. She's taking up half the bathroom. He's like, let's take it to the next step, you know. You might as well, instead of, instead of coming over, you might as well just start coming home. It's a kind of cute little song. I like it a lot. That's a good song. One. Matt, what do you got? You know, I was just, you know, doing my old YouTube search, just letting YouTube pick the songs and mm -hmm. found this one. Dead Man's Curve by Tyler Childers. Ooh. Doesn't really have the nicest lyrics, you know, he's talking about a woman that did him wrong, you yeah. know. But uh, it's got some good soul to it. I, I just like his unique voice, and I, I just, he can carry carry a tune pretty well, and yeah, can tell a good story with just his voice. That's a good one. Um, I'm a little stumped here this week. I've got a few. Uh, one I've been listening to a lot is uh, She Let Herself Go by George Strait. Mm -hmm. About some chick that, like, this guy's like, I'm going to let her go, and she's going to struggle and all this. But no, turn right around, and she's just, she's rocking the world. Mm -hmm. So that's one of them. Probably not my favorite one. It's a good one, though. And then other than that, one I've been really listening to hard is Green Day, Boulevard of Broken Dreams. Just <laughs> you get, get in the truck, play Boulevard of Broken Dreams by Green Day, and just rock the fuck out. I can attribute to that. Sometimes when I walk across the uh, guest bathroom where Eli presides in the mornings, I hear him just blasting that in the morning. It's a good good starter. It is a good tune. A classic. Is, that your, is that your number one, like, full bore, full bore volume song? Like, you just you put her up there and you... Just jam out. Is that your number one jam out song? 
Lately it has been. Like, lately, yeah, I get my truck, and my truck has a base already in it that came stock, the, the sub. But, so it's got a sub in it, so if I can play a bass song, it sounds really good. Mm-hmm. But, uh, so that one does sound good. I mean, it's, that's not, like, a big, heavy bass song, but, like, it just rocks out nice. Other than that, that one I played for you, Bad Motherfucker, Kid Rock and Machine Gun Kelly. That's a good song. That's a good song. That is a good thing. That was the first time I heard it. Love it. You want to get pumped up? You fucking rattle that baby up to 38. That's the highest volume when I pick up. Turn the bass all the way up. And it just rocks the motherfucker. Like, you, you feel the window next to you shaking. And you just really get pumped up to go in for a good day of work. That's the type of song where it's 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning and I'm in the tractor. Got a couple more hours to go. About ready to go to bed. And I'm like, you know what? I got need a little something to get me going here. That's what I'm playing, right? That's there. a good song. Bad Motherfucker, Kid Rock, and Machine Gun Kelly. That'll give that a That was brought to me by Caden, none other than Knipe. Caden Kneep. Caden Kneep. Caden Kneep as Sirius says. One day, maybe he'll be a guest. I, I think he will be, Hopefully. for sure. If he's not too cool for us by then, he could be. Big, big uh, financial guy. Might already be. He could be. He's my financial advisor. But. Not that I have many financials to advise, but... <laughs> no. No. Anyways, closing thoughts. Uh, I think that'll wrap this one up. We're bringing it right about to an hour. We do gotta play a little cards yet and get our uh, our old double uh, rope here and twice in two games in a row, which has never been done, which obviously... Has never do. been done? What's that? In your eyes, a double rope twice in a row? It would take a whole... It would take a good hand to do it. Or you will do it. Mm-hmm. We're, we'll do it. I might get a triple. I want to see you do it. <laughs> you will triple rope be possible? No, no. no. But you get damn close. <laughs> you couldn't though because you'd have to take the two. Whatever. No, you could. Could do it, but if it was possible, <laughs> we do it. Maybe you use two suits. Yeah, you know, right. like you. He passes you. Like you got a rope in your hand. Then he passes you a rope, and then you pass him the rope, and then like you know, you you got. Double rope hearts. He's got a single rope club. Why does the rope only counts if it's Trump's? Yeah, that's what you told us. Well, I'm saying in a hypothetical world. In a hypothetical world, it's possible. So if we do end up getting into that world, which we we very well might, we will do it. We'll get her done for you folks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyways, um, a big thing we've been trying to do, me and Alex, is get a woman guest on this thing. Ashley was here. Kind of as a secondary guest, so we're not going to count it. She was a guest, not the main guest. You know, Matt, everyone loves him on the podcast anyways. I don't know about outside of that. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> we are going to try to get a woman guest on here. So if any of you listeners would like to volunteer yourselves, we want to get a woman guest on. We, don't we probably to... do need a little feminine touch after we do. eight episodes now. They might be uncomfortable, really, with us. Maybe that's a problem. Uh, but uh, we'll we've got we've got a couple ladies lined up to maybe give it a run. Yep. So. Nope. But anyways, guys, we really appreciate the listens. We hope you keep keep tuning into us, and we keep giving you at least something to talk about. So. Anyways, for us, uh, for the uh, Hope That Makes Sense podcast, uh, stay classy.